Everybody. Welcome. Welcome to uh, issue 11 of the Amazing Spider webcast. It's been like a year, which is great, though, because, you know, issue 11 of the Amazing Spider-Man is featuring the long-awaited return of Dr. Octopus. So would I go so far as to make a, a complete lie and say that, you know, we were making it an even longer-awaited turn and this was the method? Yes, I would. I don't know why you would think I'm above that, but you would be wrong. We have the long-awaited return of Dr. Octopus, right? Um, we're told by a convenient radio broadcast that Doc Ock has served his term, which I guess lasted like a couple months. I don't know. This is like one of those moments where I'm like, is comic book time and real time the same or super different? It's hard to tell. But anyway, it's like a couple months for, you know, being a monster and attempted murders and whatnot. We find this out, you know, because it just happens to be the radios on, which I think is such a weird, a weird thing in movies that like, you know, they just happen to tune into something right when it's happening. But it's even weirder in comic books because when you get right down to it, it's like you don't actually even know that the radio was turned on because there's no visual indication that the radio was even on in the first place. Unless they wanted to put little lines coming out of it or something, but I think that's a little a little cartoony, don't you? I mean, it's like, you know how in uh, movies, like if you go to a place, it, they'll always have these weird streamers on fans or like air conditioners and stuff. Like I heard that's because since you can't feel the breeze in the movie and they could they could just put in the sound, but if they can give you that visual and you can see the breeze, someone figured out that's like the next best thing, right? So I guess they could do something like that, but I don't know. Whatever. But anyway, we see uh, Dr. Octopus in jail, and he's been spending his time becoming more dexterous with his arms. You know, it's like kind of one of the ultimate examples of where people are like, I don't know, man, like you throw the wrong person in jail, and it's like they actually just learn how to be better criminals while in jail, right? Like maybe this person is on the edge and shouldn't be spending time in jail, and you're like, yeah, I mean, maybe Dr. Octopus is on the edge, and uh, we would have been better off, I don't know, doing something else with him. Not just giving him a lot of time to screw around with his deadly, mechanical, indestructible arms and stuff. And he, like, demonstrates how good he is because he, like, lights a match with one of these big arms, right? Which I feel like wouldn't be a thing today because, I mean, who the fuck carries around a match today? It's funny when you go to a restaurant. This is like a... um. I guess a hipster type thing, right? Is like a restaurant will have a matchbook because it's like, well, who are, what are they going to use those for? Like today they'd have to show him do something else. I think we'd see him like uh, plucking a flower or something like that, right? Or picking up garbage on the highway, but he'd be like really super good at it. He would pick up some super delicate bottle and not break it or something like that, right? By the way, um, super villains really should be put to work doing community service. I mean, can you imagine, like, how good would Magneto be at picking up garbage on the highway? He could pick up all kinds of shit. Wolverine already has built-in garbage spikes on his hands. He wouldn't even need one of those poles. Dr. Octopus, I mean, he's got eight limbs. Six of which would be potentially useful for picking up garbage. At worst, if he just used his metal arms, 
he would have twice as many and they'd be much more powerful. And, you know, as far as I know, they don't get tired, right? So anyway, he gets out of jail. And this is the uh, first, I believe, we see Peter Parker make a spider tracer. So these are these things that he develops, which are basically like, uh, they look like tiny, flat little spiders. And they send out a, a broadcast of some kind that he follows with his spider sense. I think at this time he was following them with a transmitter. And later it was like, my spidey sense can pick up on them. But I always thought it was kind of dumb because they're in the shape of a spider. And I'm like, well, all right. So you want you you want to have like an innocuous little thing attached to you. But if someone attaches something that looks like a spider to me, if I find it, I'm going to brush it off myself in a complete panic, right? It's not like a little piece of lint or something like that. It's It's in the fucking shape of a spider. But he follows Dr. Octopus, who we find, and here's a quote. Um, he's leaving prison. And a police officer, guard guy is like, oh, with your talent, Doc, it shouldn't be hard for you to land a good job. Just keep your, keep your nose clean, fella. And in his head, Dr. Octopus is like, a job? Do they expect me to become a working man like an ordinary, unimaginative weakling? Before I'm through, the whole world will tremble at the mention of my name. <laughs> I just really enjoyed Dr. Octopus, like, completely incensed that someone would even suggest he get a job. He's like a sullen teenager over the summer, and the parents are like, maybe you should get a job. And he's like, a job? A job. Me. A job. Are you fucking crazy? So then, you know, there's a whole thing. Spider-Man traces the car. Blah, blah, blah. Boring. Um, Betty Brant's brother. Jeez, that's fun to say. Betty Brant's brother is in trouble with uh, this guy named Blackie Gaxton, which is a character who defies Marvel tradition by not actually being black. So I guess if you're called black something, then you're probably black. But if you're called blackie something, then you're not actually black. So anyway, like, through complicated things, this is how Betty's brother ropes her into picking up Dr. Octopus. Um, you know, and Dr. Octopus breaks Blackie out of prison. And so, you know, eventually everybody kind of convenes on this docked ship where Spider-Man sprains his ankle on an old rope left lying around. This is like a thing that happens in the old Spider-Man comics a little bit more often, is Spider-Man will sustain sort of a minor injury, and not because he got, like, I got punched in the face by, like, a, you know, unbreakable metal arm wielded by a crazy person. It's like, ah, there's just an old rope laying around, and I got twisted up in it. You know, stupid me. So, you know, they have to have this fight where Spider-Man Spidey does all this Cirque du Soleil kind of shit to keep the weight off of his foot. And then, uh, you know, in the sort of fray, Blackie shoots Betty's brother. And then Ock escapes by basically using all of his arms to shove fools out of the way. You know, out of the way, fools! and <laughs> Makes his classic getaway, right? And so then they have a sort of face-off style fight, Doc Ock and Spidey on a boat. Um... And they kind of go blow by blow as they can careen into a dock. I mean, basically, they're just punching each other like crazy, right? Ah, his blows are doing this and his blows are doing that. And there's a lot of blows. Um, but they crash. They both go flying off the boat into the water. And then, you know, Doc Ock has escaped. Spidey is hanging up on a wall. And uh, Betty's brother dies because he got shot. And he's, you know, whatever. And so then there's this, you know, there's this part where basically it's just like uh, Peter Parker is talking to Betty Brant and it's like, 
Okay, so it cuts to sort of like a wake or a funeral or something, and Peter Parker says, I'm glad the police cleared you, Betty, but I know how you must feel about your brother. Oh, Peter, he was always... Oh, Peter. He was always so weak, so headstrong. He got into bad company while he was at college, but still, I loved him. Poor Bennett, at least he ended like a man. I mean, I guess that's true. Let me go back here. He must have tried to stop Blackie or something, right? Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, he, he throws himself in front of Betty because um, he's like, oh, don't get shot in the crossfire, and then does exactly that. They, you know, maybe could have used the time to get out of the way instead of being like, get behind me. Anyway, she says, in my shock, my rage, I blamed Spider-Man for his death. I realize now how wrong I was. It wasn't his fault. He was trying to help us. But still, I never want to see Spider-Man again. I couldn't bear remind, being reminded of Bennett. That's her brother. Uh, can you understand that, Peter, or do I sound like a fool? You could never sound like a fool to me, Betty. Of course I understand, and I'm sure Spider-Man would too, if he knew. Dot, dot, dot. So anyway, it's just, it's great because they did the thing, you know, they're always trying to do the thing in these comics where it's like, can we still make this Peter Parker's fault? Is that possible? You know, slash Spider-Man's fault. Can we still have everyone hate Spider-Man? And so it's like, okay, now we're in this situation where they had a fight on, like, a ship, so everyone saw everything that happened. But he definitely saw Spider-Man fighting Dr. Octopus off. And, uh, but how can we make it so she still is kind of pissed at him or doesn't, you know, hate Spider-Man? And it's like, okay, because she'll be like, seeing, seeing him will remind me of my dead brother. So I hope to never see him again. And we're like, ah, touche. The old Parker luck once again. You know, mostly a quick story seems to just serve to get Dr. Octopus out of jail and uh, kill Betty Brant's brother, I guess. God, how did I find a thing, you know, Betty Brant's brother Bennett, who's blonde. Betty Brant's blonde brother Bennett. How did I, how did they manage to do that? It's like someone in the future was like, what if somebody has a uh, radio show someday where they go through all of these and then they have to say these n names out loud? Betty Brant's blonde brother Bennett Brant blown away by bullets they just they keep they want they want to make it tough for me no one will make it easy on me i'm like the peter parker of this world you know it's like i'm trying to do something good and everyone just thinks i'm a menace or treats me like a menace or something menace to society there you go there's issue 11 um hopefully it won't be nearly as long until we get to issue 12, like maybe a week or something. But you never know. You can't hold me to nothing. You got nothing on me, copper. All right, we'll see you next time. Like a vine, look out! Here comes the Spider Man.